The Magic Kingdom is the most iconic park at Walt Disney World. It by far has the most rides and attractions of any of the four parks that make up the resort. Most times when we plan trips, we give ourselves two days to enjoy this park. But Peter and I are going to tackle the Magic Kingdom in one day. This is the DPI Podcast. Hey everybody, it's Matt with the DPI Podcast, and today we're going to be talking about the Magic Kingdom and touring plans um, for one day at the Magic Kingdom. So Peter and I are going to give you our suggestions on how to make a day of the Magic Kingdom. If you guys are liking the content that you're seeing, make sure you hit that subscribe button and the bell to be notified the next time that we have more content for you. And also give this video a like and comment if you have something that you want to see in upcoming videos. So what I'm going to do today is take the monorail around to the Magic Kingdom and pick up Peter. And we're going to start our day at Main Street. So here comes the monorail. Ladies and gentlemen, this is our final boarding call and the doors will be closing soon. Please board quickly and safely. Our monorail will be departing momentarily. Thank you. So... We're here at the front gate now, so I know that the first thing that I'm going to do with my family is completely skip rope drop. Um, I'm already back in the park because we took the early reservation at Crystal Palace, and we are sitting at Crystal Palace eating right now. So what are you doing with your family when you get to the park? So I'm actually the other way, Matt. My family actually loves watching rope drop. I love watching Fairy Godmother get up on that upper balcony and launch the sparks across the sky. Um, so my plan for the for the day typically at Magic Kingdom is be standing there at rope drop, typically heading towards Adventureland after I watch that stage show. I like to head towards Adventureland, get Pirates of the Caribbean, and get Jungle Cruise and Flying Carpets and do all of those things um, and pretty much get as much as I can until I hit either an a late breakfast in around the 10 o'clock time or an early lunch around 11 o'clock at Be Our Guest. Okay, so we're going to be doing the same thing. We're going to be jumping over to Adventureland. And what we're hoping is that Mary Poppins is in that little area right outside Crystal Palace when we come out. Get a, get a picture with Mary Poppins and then head into Adventureland. We're doing the same thing that you are. We're going to try and hit Jungle Cruise as early as possible. Um, hit Pirates next and then... One of our first fast passes is either going to be Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain Railroad. That's where we're going to kind of head, and that's what we're going to try and nail our first fast pass down as. Probably around that 10 o'clock hour. You know, that gives us plenty of time to get through Jungle Cruise and through Pirates if there's any lines before we have to look at that 10 o'clock window. Um, from there, we're going to hit the other ride over there that we didn't get the fast pass for. So if we got the fast pass for Splash Mountain, we're going to do Big Thunder Mountain. If we didn't get the, if we flip flop them, it doesn't matter to us. If we get fast passes for both, so if we can get lucky and do like a 9:30 fast pass for one of them and a 10:35 or 10:45 for the other one, we're going to try and do both of them as close together as possible. Um, from there, we're heading to lunch, um, and it's getting to be about. 11.30 noonish, so we're probably going to go over to the Diamond Horseshoe or to uh, Liberty Tree Tavern before we sit down for lunch. Um, so you've had lunch now, so where are you guys heading from there? Uh, yeah, so so let's say we get a 10 or an 11 o'clock 
at be our guest. So that puts us out somewhere around 11, maybe 1130, somewhere in there. Um, at that time, I typically like to have our first fast pass ready to go. And I like to aim for seven dwarves mind train, um, try to get that in kind of like the late morning time. Um, depending on when we get out of breakfast and seven dwarves, we might jump over and grab ourselves uh, a ride on Voyage of the Little Mermaid potentially. Um, but we're going to ride Seven Dwarves Mine Train. That's going to kind of be right around noon. And then right behind that, so let's say got a 10 a.m. So I'm going to put Seven Dwarves Mine Train for about 1030 so that I actually hit it at about 1115 right at the end of that fast pass window. Um, then from there, I'm going to do kind of the same thing as your family. My next fast pass is likely going to be Splash Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain. Normally, Splash Mountain is the one that we will fast pass just to make sure that we get it. And then we'll take a look at Big Thunder Mountain standby and kind of decide in the moment if we have time um, because Splash Mountain is far and away my family's favorite. So if we had to pick between those two for the day, Splash Mountain's gonna win all day, every day. And Big Thunder Mountain is willing to be skipped by myself, my wife, and my kids. Um, so now we're talking probably early afternoon. We're about two o'clock. It's time to start thinking about the parade. If we don't do the parade, we head to Haunted Mansion during the parade because you're gonna get really low standby times. It's pretty close to the parade route and it swarms right after the parade. If we do the parade, um, I don't like waiting and standing in one spot for an hour before. I like to keep my day moving along. So one of the spots that I've found, and I hate to give this away to people, is actually where you were talking about Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins kind of has her own kind of gazebo um, place that she stands with Bert a lot of the times. And I, just off of that path, like to stand there. It's kind of back behind the Christmas store and stuff. And there's a bridge that connects that kind of back area of Liberty Square up to the hub area near Adventureland. And there's a bridge that you can actually stand on and next to. And you can look across and see the bridge where the floats and characters go coming out of Liberty Square heading to the central hub. So you can get a pretty, pretty nice unobstructed view at the parade. And you can totally roll in there right at three, even 310 to get a nice view of the parade because nobody else is there. Although now I'm unfortunately giving away my secret. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's, a, that's a really good spot there. You know, my family uses it as well because you don't get that kind of crush of three or four rows in front of you um, showing up late. And you're looking over that little canal that works back to the lagoon in front of the castle. So you, you have unobstructed view. Now, normally the characters will take that as kind of a, a letdown point during the parade. But if they do see people on that bridge, they, they make sure that they're still fully immersed in their show for those guests. Um, so just to, to interrupt you, and then I know you're going to keep your day going. But to, to that point, we were there for the Christmas parade and the individual on the Toy Story float was kind of like making moose ears. And my son standing on that bridge, I go, did you see what he just did to you? And so my son made moose ears back to him and he goes and gave him like a big, like tongue out and everything. 
and and we're talking yeah we're bridges apart you know that yeah. character could just be kind of revamping and kind of taking a breath but yeah you're absolutely right they stay fully immersed and engaged and try to look for guests wherever those guests are if those guests are involved with the show they want to bring them in and make them a part of it yeah so you know i'll go back to we end lunch over in that frontier land liberty square area um and then we start going into adventure land are into uh, Fantasyland. So we're going to try and hit Peter Pan after lunch. Even if there's a line there, it's a good place, especially after a Liberty Tree Tavern lunch, to kind of let everything settle um, and stand in that line for 45 minutes before you ride that ride. And then we're going to do Small World and work our way over to Seven Doors, which we're hoping that we had a fast pass probably between 12 and 2 for seven doors mind train we kind of work that early afternoon for seven doors because you'll get that that lunch crowd that kind of takes away from some of the standby line and the fast pass line moves a little bit faster as well then again if we're going to do the parade just like you guys um we're looking for one of those later spots to get in there so we're going to go over to that bridge or we're going to look at that area kind of on the point where Frontierland comes up into Liberty Square before they make the turn down towards the hub. And we're going to look at that area as well because you can get a quick exit back up into Fantasyland from there. Um, after the parade, we've already exhausted all of our fast passes. You've done the same. So you're in that last fast pass line. What rides are you looking at getting that fourth fast pass for at this point? So if I go, if I, if we kind of plan to do the parade, I'm expecting to be able to move towards my last fast pass. So my last fast pass is likely going to be Space Mountain right around that 3.30 time frame, because I know whether we see the parade or not, if we don't go see the parade, we go to Haunted Mansion and work our way around the backside of Fantasyland to get over to Space Mountain and kind of avoid the parade congestion. Or if we watch the parade, we can then come right across the hub, right through the congestion because they do keep nice walkways moving. Um, so as that parade clears into town square and into the main street area, we can sneak behind it and get over to Space Mountain. I get in line for Space Mountain and from there, it's just a question of what haven't we done and what do we still want to do? A lot of the times you can grab Buzz Lightyear. A lot of the times you can grab Small World, um, potentially, if you're really, really gung-ho about it, you might be able to find your way into, uh, you know, a Peter Pan or get lucky into more Splash Mountains or Pirates. It all kind of depends on how our morning looks and when that reservation is, because maybe we didn't make it to Adventureland. So now we're grabbing things like Pirates and Jungle Cruise and stuff like that. So um, pretty much for me and my family, when we get through the parade and we hit that last fast pass around three o'clock, it just becomes kind of a play it, play it by ear type of a thing. Um, normally on our magic kingdom days, we don't book a sit down unless maybe we book like a crystal palace or a jungle navigation skipper canteen uh, for like a dinner, maybe around four or five o'clock. Most of the time, though, we take our Be Our Guest reservation, call that our sit-down for the day, and then find ourselves at a quick service, um, you know, just kind of deciding what we want to do, maybe hit two or three 
Pecos Bill is a really big favorite of my family's. Go there, spend two quick service credits, get more than enough food using that toppings bar. Um, but but really from there, it's just kind of a, a call it like you can from four o'clock until about eight o'clock, um, at which point we need to decide if we are doing the fireworks. And if not, then we're just gonna keep fast passing and enjoying one of our things that we do like doing is trying to get onto Splash Mountain right at 9.15. So you can kind of ride Splash Mountain and every time you go up a lift hill and stuff, you like get some more fireworks and then drop and then come out and more fireworks and then drop. And, um, so that is something that we like to do if we don't get the fireworks show. But at least if I'm only going for one day, like let's just say this is my one day dream plan, then absolutely somewhere around 8, 8.15, I'm getting into the hub. I'm trying to find a spot. Um, I, I mentioned that I like to find a railing and set myself there to where there's a garden in front of me. Maybe I've booked a dessert party because I, I have been known to do that to where I can get my fill of sweets and then head out to a, a special viewing area that isn't going to be all that congested. Um, but that pretty much ends my day at Magic Kingdom. Just grab whatever fast passes I can, move them up to as quick as possible, check standby lines and, and ride a couple more things, grab a Dole Whip and check out the Tiki Room at some point during the heat of the day. Um, so what what's the rest of your day look like? Yeah, so, you know, once we, once we leave that parade, we're trying to get that fast pass for Haunted Mansion at that point. You know, that's one of the rides that we haven't fast passed yet, and we're going to try and ride it that day. Once we do Haunted Mansion, we've basically got the whole left side of the park, everything that we want to do, done. So we really focus on Tomorrowland at that point. So what does a fast pass, a late fast pass at Space Mountain look like? Can we get on the People Mover, do Carousel of Progress, catch a, a Buzz Lightyear or a Laugh Floor Fast Pass and get in there um, and, and do those over on that area before we head to the fireworks. You know, we come in from that Tomorrowland side and really try and get back there right before the Plaza restaurant. So they'll basically leave that walkway open across the front of the Plaza and Casey's Hot Dogs. And we'll try and I'll go up there and say, hey, I want to set the corner for this, this viewing area. And just kind of plant myself on the corner and not let anybody get in front of me or get beside me and let my family just stay into the other side of me. And that gives us that good view from the, the highest point of Main Street looking basically down at the castle now. Um, after the fireworks, we tend to just kind of mill around the park at that point. Um, we might go over and see if we can't do Jungle Cruise or Pirates one more time before the night's over. But one thing that we always try and do is get back to the castle at 10 o'clock. Because they do something called a kiss goodnight. And it's a little 10-minute projection show on the castle. And it's a really cool end to your day at Magic Kingdom. Um, as for dinner for us, we're normally on the deluxe plan. So we do it a little bit different than Peter and his family. Dinner for us usually at Magic Kingdom is Royal Table. Royal Table is going to be a, you get whatever time you can get at six months. Because that's going to be one of the reservations that at five months and 29 days isn't there for you. Um, so 
we basically plan our evening around that. And, and Royal Table's really going to take about an hour and 15 minutes for that meal. So, but it is at the castle. It's a century, centrally located meal. So it's a really good place to kind of pivot from no matter what direction we're going. Um, but yeah, that basically ends our day. So, you know, in, in all reality, when you're planning a Magic Kingdom day, you're going to look at probably getting five or six fast passes if you're doing it right. Um, getting your your last of your three fast passes done late morning, early afternoon, um, and being able to start booking after five o'clock for some of maybe those medium priority fast pass rides. You know, Haunted Mansion, Jungle Cruise, Pirates, Small World that are going to fall in that, you know, 8 to 15 range when you're looking at fast pass priority for Magic Kingdom. Um, as far as meals, you're really going to plan your day around your meals because your meals are already figured out six months ahead of time. You know, if you're booking it in the correct intervals and giving yourself that time, meals are done first, then your fast passes, and then you kind of figure out the rest of your day from there. Um, and it's one of those things that having a travel agent can really help you out or having somebody that's very experienced with the park can really help you out on where do I want to put my priority on fast passes, you know, because that's going to change with nostalgia factor. Neither one of us talked about the teacups, Dumbo. They're just not our family's favorite things. But if it's your first time going there, those are probably things you're going to want to ride because they're an every commercial Disney puts out. So, you know, it's it's one of those things that it your day is going to be very dependent on what you want to do. And knowing what you want to do is very much the first battle that you have to wage. That way you've got a plan going into the park. You know, we just, nothing written down on a whim, went through exactly what our days would look like at Magic Kingdom for our families. And they, they follow the same pattern most times you know if it's me and my wife we do things a little bit different peter if it's you and your wife you probably do things a ton different yeah we do and uh you know another good point that you made just a little while ago is the whole idea about after the fireworks and i want to really reiterate that a lot of people after the fireworks so it's so now fireworks are over it's about 10 o'clock a lot of the times especially if you're traveling during the peak seasons Magic Kingdom's open till 11, midnight, maybe even longer. Those fireworks get over at about 9.45. You still got two more hours. Go enjoy the incredibly low wait times. Rewrite some stuff. Um, one of the things that my family likes to do, let's say fireworks are at 9, 9.15. Park closes at 10. Jump in line for Seven Dwarves Mine Train. Right as the park's closing, wait that line out and enjoy it. Um, Matt's really big about the Kiss Goodnight. Kiss Goodnight normally doesn't happen until um, well after the park's closed. So you even have time to to go do something and then get out of that line and come back up to the castle. Uh, so that's the thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. If Magic Kingdom says it closes at 10, realistically, they're going to probably get everybody out somewhere around 1130 is, yeah. is when the final people are going to be kind of walking their way out of the park. They don't really shove you. You're more than welcome to ride one more ride. You're welcome to visit the shops, go grab some candy or a dessert somewhere. You know, the like the um, ice cream parlor right there on Main Street is open well after the the park is closed. 
same thing can be said about the ice cream parlor in Disneyland on their main street. Like Disney's perfectly fine. If you want to hang around and spend a couple more bucks for them. You know? <laughs> exactly. And they're going to be even more fine once this COVID stuff's done. But, and I, you know what Matt kind of talked about, uh, have a plan. Matt and I just kind of gave our ideal day. I have lots of other days that go the exact opposite. Maybe I don't go to be our guest. Maybe I go to Tony's and get, a VIP viewing for the parade because we really want that up close and personal without that elbow to elbow shoving. Um, it all just depends on fast pass availability. But the most important thing to get from this is what Matt said, have a plan, know where your dining is. Even if you are going to quick service, know which quick service you're going to go to and approximately when know where your fast pass is. So, if I'm going to fast pass Space Mountain at two and I want to eat at one, I don't want to be eating all the way across the park at Pecos Bill or Columbia Harbor House. I want to maybe be eating at Ray Starlight Cafe. The more you can, you know, kind of Matt talked about moving in pods around the park. We've, we've checkmarked this, we've checkmarked this, we're, we're attacking this now. Um, that's one of the biggest rookie mistakes I made the first time I went is we had no idea so we found ourselves walking 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 and accomplishing nothing 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 which led me to my passion and, and ultimately becoming a travel agent so that you know we can use our knowledge with this podcast and travel agency to kind of help others create a day where they go wow that was amazing yeah it was amazing because we knew where the fast passes were and where the reservations were and we knew how much time you were going to have and we set you up your itinerary. It was amazing because you were left to the magic instead of the frustration. Yeah. And I think, you know, have a plan and be flexible are the two things that you want to take away from this because my plan normally for the day will start at six months out when I plan my dining, then it will change a little bit at 60 days out when we figure out where our fast passes are. And then on that day, it's probably going to change two or three more times based off of where the crowd goes. What happens? Is it raining? A lot of different things during the day are going to change that plan and knowing your pivots and knowing where you can go from your meals and from the ride you just got off of that makes sense is, is a lot of, is going to go a long way on making your day enjoyable. The last thing you want to do is zigzag across the park and waste 20 minutes walking between ride or between areas. And now you've, now you've killed two hours of your day, just backtracking across the park. If you work your way around in pods and really focus on, I want to do as much as I can in this area, in this time frame, much as I can do in this area, in this time frame, and kind of work your way around. And then if you get lucky and get, a late haunted mansion or a late space mountain. And it's not necessarily where you want to go, but you got something that you weren't going to do. Now you be flexible and you change your plan to that. So with that being said, um, thank you all for listening. Peter's got one more thing. So fire away, Peter. Yeah. The, so the one more thing that I'd throw on, on this podcast is notice that Matt and I did not bring up, Story tales with Belle, riding the carousel, riding Winnie the Pooh, going to Big Top, going back to Casey Jr. Circus. Like Magic Kingdom is just not doable in a day. If you if you want 
you can kind of listen to this and go, okay, here's a good, we, Matt and I, in both of our ideas hit all the big things, but there's a lot more to do in magic kingdom than what we got to. Um, so definitely make yourself, give yourself those two days so that you have time to really see and experience it all. Um, but again, Matt was about to, to say goodbye. So with that thought, um, thank you all for tuning in again. Thanks for watching us. Uh, we appreciate any comments or, or things to improve, um, topics you'd like to hear us talk about. Just leave us a post, uh, you know, shoot us something on one of our social media platforms. Um, we'd be happy to talk about it with you. So just because we haven't thought about it doesn't mean it's not important. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you all next time. Bye now.